You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Call me Adam.com. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam. On today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, I am chatting with actor Han Soto, who can currently be seen in season three of Netflix's hit show, Cobra Kai. When we come back, we'll be talking with Han about Cobra Kai, his former life as a businessman, and how all this fits into his legacy and the lessons he has learned. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Han Soto. Hi, Han. Awesome. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you. And since we have a lot to cover, let's get right into it. Let's do it. So let's start with the legacy portion of the interview. Um, X amount of years from now, when somebody mentions Han Soto, what do you hope people say about you? Um, I, I hope that uh, they start it with, he's the reason why I am dot, dot, dot. Mm. Doing what they're doing. So um, just looking to inspire and motivate people doing what I'm doing. Now you are on season three of Cobra Kai. You are the soldier who keeps, uh, who kept John Carisi prisoner during uh, his time at war. How did you get involved in Cobra Kai? Um, how do you want it to fit into your body of work? Um, you know, it's, it's like every other thing I do, there's a process, right? My agent calls and says, hey, you have an audition. And I guess wherever I am in the world, I'll just put myself on tape and pull the nearest, I don't know, bellhop or front desk person at the hotel to come in and shoot with me. Um, and, and you know, they, they pretty much put me up against everyone else who's uh, going out for it. And I get the role. So the casting director who cast me in this, uh, did cast me in multiple projects in the past. So we have a pretty good relationship and built a level of trust where you can book off of tape. And usually they'll, they'll have, um, they help you come in and do what they call a callback session with producers and directors mm -hmm. and the writers. So I think they were busy, so they wanted to do everything through through uh, video. Mm. Um, yeah, so um, my character, <laughs> I just thought about this, is uh, you know how I said I, I want people to say he's the reason why I am? <laughs> yes. So, Crease is probably saying he's the reason why I am Cobra Kai. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, it, you know, I wasn't discovered at a mall, or I wasn't like anything crazy like that. It's just it's a standard process of how you get involved in a film. But uh, it's ten years of building trust with people you work with to be able to get that opportunity, though. So uh, I'm very grateful for that. Yes. And how do you feel your career has changed maybe since being on Cobra Kai? Um, I can tell you this, my, the first, so it, uh, season three aired on New Year's mm -hmm. and um, by 6 a.m. I had 600 Instagram messages. I think by like 3 p.m. I had like 5,000 messages and it, it crashed. Like I couldn't even open the app. Wow. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was awesome messages too. It was like, dude, I <laughs> uh, love what you did to Crease. And I mean, it was kind of morbid in a way, but um, it's, it's, uh, it's our first peek into like why Crease is the way he is, you know? Yes, yes. So and the fans are awesome. Yes, yes. A, a great allegiance of fans because you have yes. 
and I think there's like two sets of fans. There's the fans mm-hmm. yeah. who, you know, like me, grew up with the Karate Kid, and yeah. then now those fans are introducing it to a whole new their generation. Kids. If they're kids, kids. yeah, you know, teenagers, and it, I think it did a great job bridging the gap of fans. So, yes, um, it's nice to see it kind of play out in the real world these days. Yes, yes. And did you actually film in a? Like, did you actually go to the jungle to film or? It, it was in, yeah, it was in the jungle. It was in wow. the jungle in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and they recreated it though. That's the thing. It was, uh, I mean, they flew a Chinook out there, like a real operating Chinook. Oh my God. Out in the fields. Yeah. And it, uh, have you ever heard one of those propellers just like run? It's no. just a very deep, like, and it's, it's a, it's a very amazing, like, exhilarating feeling to know that that helicopter i mean it was cool yeah they did a great job yeah i think it was one of the most elaborate sets oh um, wow for the entire season so because most of it takes place in an already established set mm-hmm. um so they had to have to build this out I think the only thing that really comes to mind is when um when i saw miss saigon on broadway and they had like a real life helicopter come mm-hmm. down and that's probably the closest i've been to like a, a helicopter that noise spinning but yeah it was, it was actually spinning i don't don't hold me to yeah, that yeah. but okay, i okay i think cool. so there definitely was the noise I, yeah i mean it was definitely in one of the bigger broadway theaters so i oh, think yeah. it was so they did it right they did it right yeah yeah, yeah. so awesome. yeah yeah one good. of my favorite broadway experiences yeah nice yeah nice yeah um now Prior to acting, you actually started out as a businessman. Yeah. Um, so did you always want to be an actor? You know, how does your business, um, how does that side of that part of your life fit into your fit into your legacy? And how did you transition from businessman to actor? Yeah, so I, I had a roofing company. And then while I was doing that, I kind of dabbled in my, my passion for uh, photography. <laughs> And um, I ran into my buddy who, uh, his name is Sam Medina. And he, we were at Home Depot um, and he told me what he was doing, acting, and he needed a space for like training, like actor training. So I offered my studio up uh, to them to do it weekly. And I ended up getting free classes. So I, I, I got hooked. I think I really, yeah, just watching people kind of play in that space was, was a nice vibe to be in. Uh-huh. And uh and Sam was a good mentor to me. Like he made sure I didn't make a lot of mistakes that he made. So he he made sure he shepherded like, me in the right direction. So, um, yeah, it, it started there. And I think I think the the thing that kind of like catapulted it out was when I was an extra in a Madden commercial, mm. and I got bumped to a principal role um, the year that uh, the Saints won. Uh-huh. So that's my football team. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then when the checks started rolling in, I was like, "All right, this this could be a sustainable for a career." And like anything else, man, you just kind of jump, spread your wings, you know. And did, were you were you nervous about about Absolutely. moving away? Oh no, I I didn't have to move. That's the glory of it. Like like I mean, none not of move it... location, but move away from from oh, your oh, oh. work as a businessman and the roofing company you well, had. That was the whole thing about it. Is like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I can't like do it halfway mm-hmm. so i i kind of studied like where I, I i read i read and i watched a lot of videos online like people talking about oh 
I was a waiter and I was doing this and I wish I would have dedicated more time. So that kept coming up. So I made sure that I set myself up to not have to go back to working mm-hmm. and then do acting and go back to working. So I, I set myself up with enough income to survive for, you know, X amount of years and, and just kind of figure it out, you know, and yeah. do it hundred percent, wake up, eat, sleep and drink it. And that's what I did. Um, had a great team around me though. Yes, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I just want to list some of the other people that, that you have worked with. I mean, you've got to work with Sylvester Stallone, Robert yeah. De Niro, um, Bruce Willis. Um, I mean, uh, we're going to get into lessons learned later, but, but as a little teaser, um, I mean, what did you learn from working with them? Um, you know, you learn, I pick up nuggets from everyone. Um, I, I'll probably repeat this later, but like, uh, something I'll ask him and say, what do you, you have any advice you can give me? Jack Black actually said, dude, you have a family, right? Yeah. Don't stay away from them for more than three weeks. Like that's something I could never learn. Um, and I think I was away once for like four weeks and it sucked Mm -hmm. and I couldn't figure out where that pocket was. And just to kind of get, have him provide like a uh, roadmap for, Hey, I've done it. Three weeks is like your threshold. That's where, that's how long, that's the longest you should ever be away from your family, you know? So, yes. um, cause it's a balance, right? It's a balance mm-hmm. between work and family and, and, and um, maintaining that is, is kind of like an art form itself. Every little decision you make in your life is, it shifts that course of where you're going. Um, now, granted, you may go off course, but you always kind of find your way back like to the main branch, you know what I mean? Yes. And it's, that's, the, that's the fun about like, life man just life in general is like understanding that yeah things won't always go how you plan Mm -hmm. but as long as you got good people around you and you just do well with people you can't go wrong i mean you really can't look when you show up on set what what are they going to remember you know what what kind of energy are you bringing on set and Mm -hmm. that's that's very important yes Um, and still maintain the craft obviously but you know, that's given, right? You're, you're supposed to do your job. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. How you treat people is very important. Yes. Yes. Um, another, another part of your life that I absolutely love is all the charity work that you've done. Um, Thank you. I, you're welcome. I think the charity work that I do is kind of like, it, it aligns with where I am in that moment in my journey. Like, I uh-huh. don't like to, I don't like to be like, oh, I only do stuff for Habitat for Humanity or only for St. Jude. I think like, you know, with my dad passing away, I, I really helped, you know, got, got involved with like the uh, lymphoma, leukemia lymphoma society and just helping when I can, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, child find America. I mean, just, just, it just depends on like what I've experienced and almost like my, what traumas have I experienced from other people mm-hmm. in that way. And, and I start doing research in that space and wherever it lands, that's where I am, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah are there any um through through all of this work that you've done how do you feel that you've maybe changed the most after you know helping these organizations it it changes you man because you 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 get a fresh perspective of like what the what the person is going through Mm -hmm. yes i'm I'm a big advocate against sex trafficking so Mm. that's kind of what i'm working on right now yes oh maybe you could um team up with uh marishka hargitay because she does a lot of work with that. That'd be awesome. Too. Yeah. Yeah. If I had a way to get you in touch with her, I would. But <laughs> let's, just, let's just put it out there. In the yes. 
Yes, Done. exactly. <laughs> exactly. As an Asian American actor, how do you want, you know, your representation to be part of your legacy? Oh, I mean, I want, I want um, the rising generation who aspire to be actors, Asian, stand in your power when, when you go out for these roles and don't just accept roles that make you like the, the, the dry clean owner, the, you know, corner store, hurry up and buy, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. don't, don't fall into those stereotypical roles because there, there are, you know, we're currently, everyone, all of us are paving the way for possibilities. And, and, you know, I think every, every kind of, um, every race is kind of fighting their own battle. Mm -hmm. um, specifically with us, it's, uh, it's been decades, decades. I mean, thank, thank the universe for uh, crazy rich Asians and, mm -hmm. you know, shows like uh, Fresh Off the Boat, although that, you know, but it's, it's, it's still the more you see people like us on the screen, the more you can open up the possibilities for, you know, what you want to do. And, yes. and I think, I think, uh, not settling for you're not fighting back with the writers or creators you're just offering them a new perspective so you know there was a scene that i had uh it was with uh it was with robert de niro actually that that scene um it was supposed to be broken english and i just i told the director i was like you know you don't mind if i kind of go in and do my do my thing right he's like no just i trust you so you know sometimes an ask is good mm -hmm. um and if they're hell bent on you doing what you're doing, just, I guess, just do your job, but it, it's your responsibility to just ask mm -hmm. and, and try to shift the narrative, you know? So that's the legacy I want to leave in that, in that realm. That's wonderful. And it's, yeah. it's wonderful yeah. that you do put the ask out there because I mean, if you, if you don't ask the question, you'll mm -hmm. never get the yes. No, I didn't ask in when I first started, like, that's, uh -huh. that's the thing. Like there's a transformation there. It's like, when I first started, it's like any actor, you just take what comes, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I'm telling everyone who's coming up nowadays is don't do that because you don't have to. Because when I was coming into the game, there was no, you know, crazy rich Asian. There was no no Asian faces on screen that wasn't punching and kicking and doing martial arts. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, I think we've come a long way in the, in the course of you know five to ten years. And we should keep that momentum going. Yes. Well, let's um, let's just take a quick break, and when we come back, let's switch up the tone a little bit, and we'll do some fun rapid fire questions, and then we'll move into lessons learned. So, um, good. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Han Soto. Priceline presents. Go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
For the fourth year in a row, Dawn is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Dawn continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Dawn is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. Hey everyone, my name is Han Soto and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. Welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's find out a little bit more about you through rapid fire questions, which I love doing. Uh, Favorite TV show? Sopranos. Yes. (laughs) Favorite musical? Uh, Spring Awakening. Oh, It's more of a rock rock musical, Duncan Sheik. Yes, oh, so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Which, um, did you see the original on Broadway or did yeah, you see the- Yeah, off, off Broadway. I saw the one off oh, Broadway. Yes. Yeah, and I sat right in the front and I was getting spit on. Oh my God. By the lead, yeah. So um, I, I wouldn't recommend sitting in the front. I don't want to take any money from, from yeah. the theaters, but pull, sit about four or five rows back. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> you're going to get spit on. <laughs> yes. I saw it at the Atlantic Theater as well off Broadway. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. favorite play? Oh, this is a hard one. Uh, I, it was so many I had to pick from, but if I had to land on one, it is uh, Life is a Dream. Oh, I don't know that one. You know that? Oh, yeah, it's by uh, Calderon de la Barca. Oh. And it's uh, it's about like, it's about this guy who, um, he, oh, God, I don't want to get it wrong, but he, uh, he dreamt that he was a butterfly. Oh. And when he woke up, he wondered if he was actually a butterfly dreaming that he was a man. <laughs> and the cool thing is like, they imprisoned him because um, when he was born, because of what his horoscope was, it predicted that he would usurp the throne, right? So they 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 drugged him, they uh, they did all kinds of stuff to him, and uh, it's pretty cool, man. Oh it's very, God. yeah, metaphysical, political, and just so I don't know. I would recommend watching it. Okay. Life is a dream. Yeah. All right, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, favorite cereal? Another hard question. I like. <laughs> all kinds of cereals cinnamon toast crunch Mm. because the milk turns to cinnamon (laughs) yes yes favorite comfort food meatloaf and mashed potatoes Mm. with lots of gravy Mm. yum favorite game show the price is right yeah bob barker though yes yes (laughs) uh favorite um board game scrabble oh yes uh, your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> James Brown. It's a man's world. Yes. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but <laughs> I just like it. <laughs> I think there's very few people that are that are good at karaoke. I mean, unless you're a singer, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm not good at karaoke, but I love singing um, Martina McBride's uh, Independence Day and nice. Tina Turner's Private Dancer. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I not it. good at it. I don't sing on key, but hey, I just love it. If you do it, you're good at it. Yeah, exactly. Part of, part of being good at it is facing that fear. <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. And um, your go-to emoji when texting. Oh, man, the fist pound. Yes. Um, so let's move into lessons learned. Um, and, uh, let's start with what is one mistake you made early on in your career that became a life lesson you take with you to this day? Um, and so I didn't have an answer for this one, 
like I said in the beginning of the call, I was so blessed. I had people around me that just made sure I did not make mistakes, mm-hmm. like big mistakes. Um, and and you know, I, if I had to answer it, one mistake I had was that I didn't start the journey earlier. But then again, mm-hmm. if I did, I wouldn't have met the people that I did where they were are in their journey and probably would have made some career severing mistakes, you know? Mm, so, yeah. um, no, I, I've been completely blessed in this whole journey, believe it or not. Um, and, and just really fostering, uh, good energy. Like that's what we're all about is like, you know, lift each other up. Right. Yeah. So, um, we, we, it's a mantra. It's a mantra for us. And- so the next part of lessons learned, uh, have you ever been fired from a show? No. Nope. So great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes it takes a lot to get fired. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I've never been fired from a show before. <laughs> Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yes. Um, what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself overall? Uh, you know, I learned not to listen to a lot of things like in the media. Mm. Uh, I learned that uh, meditation is not boring. <laughs> Balances everything and too much of something, uh, even if it's appetizing, can bloat your life. Yes, yes. What is something you wish you could tell your younger self that would have saved you from a mistake or heartache, either in your life or career? Uh, I don't know if it would save me from a mistake. I, I would have set my younger self up. And that's, that's how I chose to go at this question mm. is I would tell him to don't stop learning languages mm. and foster your love for drawing because I wish I could draw right now and mm. I stopped. Um, also, <laughs> invest all of your money in monster beverage stock and sell it at the end of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> My, <laughs> I would be doing very well right now. <laughs> I want to say the stock was like at thir- point, like 13 cents back in the 80s. Um, it hit like nine ninety bucks. Yes. in December. Yeah, it's mind blowing. <laughs> so I would have been, I would, I would be doing well right now. Yeah, <laughs> my younger self listened. <laughs> yes, yes. And my last question, um, I'm actually going to switch it up, is yeah. um, because I just love that wine rack behind you. <laughs> what have you learned from all of that wine? Uh, Wine brings people together, regardless of how expensive or how cheap it is. I think wine, bonfires, and conversation. Like that's that's where life, that's a pocket of where life is. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds and, great. And you know, I also learned to aerate your wine. So get into that. Mm. You can turn a cheap bottle into something pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite kind of wine to drink? Uh, I like bread. I mean, I like, uh, Actually, there's a three uh, three roads up there. Is a, a group of doctors that uh, from Louisiana who ended up um, they just love wine so much, and they they went out and did a winery. Wow. So three roads. Yeah, I don't even think you can buy it in the market right now. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But these are friends of a friend, and uh, yeah, I love have, it. Yeah, special occasions. <laughs> <laughs> So we are at the end of the interview and I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, Burying It All with Call Me Adam. So you've talked about a lot today, but if you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you haven't talked about previously, what would you share with me today? 
I am a fried chicken freak. Mm. Like, like honestly, if you if you wanted to rob me, just go into a dark alley and just fry up some chicken, and I will toucan <laughs> salmon it to the alley, and then you could probably take my wallet from there because I would be busy eating the chicken. <laughs> and I'll, I've never said that to anyone before publicly, so there's that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And do you have a favorite place that you like your fried chicken from or anywhere? I mean, look, just just for accessibility purposes, I would have to say Popeyes. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, there's there's some places here. There's a place in Baton Rouge called Blue Store Chicken. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, my brother has a wing shop in New Orleans called Bayou Hot Wings. Uh-huh. I'm a fried chicken freak. Mm. Like I know. Yeah. I, I can almost tell you what's in it when I right when I bite it or grab it. I love it. I love yeah. it. And couple it with my comfort food. Oh, game mm. over. <laughs> <laughs> game over. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Um, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, they can find me personally at Han Soto, H-A-N-S-O-T-O. And then uh, they can find my uh, distribution company, Kamikaze Dog Fight at K-A-M-I-K-A-Z-E Dog Fight. I was going to say .com, but we do have a website. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, we're all over Instagram and uh, Facebook, so. Oh, terrific. Well, yeah. I'm sorry we didn't get to talk about your production company in this it's interview. It's all good. We'll do it again. We'll, we'll yes, do it again. I was going to say that'll lend to uh, another another interview. So yeah, I'll, I'll find a closet next time too. Okay. <laughs> I'll see what I can do with that. All right. Terrific. Terrific. Well, everybody listening, follow Han on social media and stream season three of Cobra Kai. He's fantastic in it. And um, remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have thousands of hours of arts and, and um, theater related podcasts. So keep listening. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him, had him, lives for the business of show. Call me Adam.com. Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam everywhere you stream podcasts. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at callmeadamnyc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advanced notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite, swag. 